again with the Blue Testament crew here for another Shades of Blue soccer show. It's been a while. Again, we lied. I lied. I'll you take lied. <laughs> I lied. You promised. I, I, I promised. Lied. Yeah, that was the last <laughs> Abbreviating words like he was a 13. That feels like so long <laughs> ago. All men are 13-year-olds. Cody, come on. I'm sorry, uh, Ali. Come on. We haven't spoken since RSL and Portland. Sporting Kansas City are still on top of the West by goal differential, which, by the way, is the best goal differential in MLS at 14, which matches the Red Bulls and Atlanta. The more you know. The more you know. That's Thank like you, a, Cody. It's like a musical PSA or something. It <laughs> I feel like I end up singing a lot on this podcast. Yeah. You do background bo- vocals a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> okay, so the games are old at this point. We don't want to rehash too much, but Allie, give me a take from the RSL game that is not tired yet. And if it's tired, I'll mute you. Pressure. I mean... You didn't even give me time to think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that defeats the purpose. Uh, okay. For which one? RSL. We spoke about it briefly. I thought that would stir enough. No, we <laughs> we didn't. Can we skip me? I need a second <laughs> to think about the actual I wasn't game. even going to ask anyone else. Uh, that, this oh, one was, so you were this just like calling me out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Belmar is not up to uh, MLS par. Yeah. I can, Whoa, she I, even rhymed it. I can kind of agree with that. And I... I think if we went back, if listeners went back through old podcasts, I I was champion championing for Belmar a lot, hoping that even suggesting that Peter put him in over Rubio or get him in the game um, to switch it up more at the end of games, but don't feel that way. Well, that was so we could get a look at him, and now we've got a look at <laughs> and him. And now we've got our look. So. so what was he not doing that would, would lead you to believe he is not MLS um, par Mr. Belmar? <laughs> It's not that I don't think he has the potential to be. I just think that there were some moments when he was out there where he looked like a step off. He wasn't always in the best position. I mean, I just comparing him to what we've seen of Rubio even a little bit this season, I think that if Belmar is above Rubio in the in the power rankings for who's going in to sub out, you know. Depth chart. I, yeah, I couldn't think of what that was called. I was like, uh, the bench, like, the depth chart. The waiting list. The waiting list. <laughs> that was a good one, Dad. Um, no. Yeah, so, that he shouldn't be... Uh, <laughs> can I talk? Just someone talk. <laughs> I think they're just two different players. They they have two different things. <clears throat> Belmar is going to be the really strong, run-at-you kind of mm. guy. And depending on which team and which defense you're going with, against that might be the might be the guy rubio might be a more clinical finisher even though he didn't show it in the last five games of last year 
Um, but he's not going to be like the high speed outrun everybody because Belmar is like one of the fastest guys on the team, if yeah. not the fastest. Well, here's my question then. Would you put Belmar in before you put Gerso in? Different positions. Not really. They're both wingers. Yeah. They oh, are. they are. Yeah. 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 Shut ha. up, Cody. Ha. Well, I thought you should ha. you should watch Twelve Park once in a while. Hmm. Yeah. I should. <laughs> Allie's giving him a look. So I watched last night. <laughs> there was a lot I'm of not trying that. to cover your tracks. There was a lot of soccer on last night. There was. It was like last good night was MLS an insane on. night for soccer. But we're gonna yeah, right. finish it. So no, I think that was my point. Oh. It was just yeah. Well, no, you didn't answer my question. What question? Would you put Belmar in before you put before you put Gerso in? I think it would depend on who you're going against. Still, Gerso is has better tricky moves. Mm-hmm than Belmar does at this point, but Belmar is stronger uh, physically. So, I mean, he's not going to, if he gets chopped down, quite honestly, he's going to get back up and just mm-hmm. run again. Gerso goes, might go down and need to be airlifted. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Gerso really quick, he cut me off on the highway. <laughs> the <other> day. <laughs> was it on the way to training or where were you No, going? I was on my way home from work. It oh. was like, I don't know, maybe six o'clock on Tuesday or something, and I see this like, cause doesn't he drive? I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't. Let's not say what he drives. Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm not gonna. That was. I'm not thinking beep. clearly. He drives <laughs> beep. Uh, so this car, <laughs> cuts me off, and I like kind of get. I eventually get next to it, and I look over. I'm like, oh my god, that's Gerso. <laughs> so. Did you? Were you giving him a look when yeah. he, no, he no, gave no, you a no, really no. big really smile wasn't. and winked as he did it? I know it would have been like the nicest yeah. getting cut, and it wasn't like this dramatic cut off. It was just kind of like ah, I could use this blinker a little bit. I've had a similar experience. <laughs> Russell cut me off on the way to training one morning because he didn't want to get fined apparently, but he was in a big hurry. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he uh, <laughs> he probably takes precedent in the. Uh huh parking lot but yeah anyway <laughs> Gerso and Belmar that's a good question I think Gerso has been very impressive in the last two games I okay he has been I'm, but he's still Gerso but, but he's I'm been so, very impressive he's just, Gerso <laughs> is just so frustrating he is he's so you see him do these things and he's so clever and tricky and he's got all these He's the the skills to like get around anyone, but then why doesn't it? Wh- why doesn't he score more? Why like, where does he go wrong? What's the why? Why is he not better? He doesn't have that instinct in front of goal. I don't think just when he gets down in front of goal there, he just doesn't have that. Because he's too nice. I mean, let's look at even some of the goals he scored last year. Uh, what was that one run where he made where uh, Dwyer played on that ball into space? And he ended up finishing it with his outside of his left foot or uh, something. You might need to be near the yeah. microphone. I, I try to demonstrate, though. But it, it's, he's just awkward video. with the way he tries to finish. Yeah, he's, he's not awkward. a finisher. And But see, like the play I'm thinking of when I praise him was... Uh, now I can't even... I guess it might have been the RSL game. Did he? Yeah. Uh, he like cut inside the box and nutmegged someone and then... His only shot left to get on get on goal was just to like outside the foot it with mm-hmm. his left foot. And he did, and like that was all great. And it looked like he could have just done that ten more times that game. <laughs> and but he was nowhere else to be found like that. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. There's there's just something that like really frustrates me about him. It seems like he should be dominant, and he's not even close to Fades it. Fades in and out too much. That would be the Portland game. Oh, yeah. Okay. But that was very good. I stood up and cheered at that point. And it was clever. The outside the foot was clever. And I, you can't be mad at him on that particular one for not scoring. But, yeah, there's there's something there that he can't – he's too nice. Thad whispered it earlier for some reason. He is. He's, like, too nice. And remember the goal he did score that just barely, like, creeped over right, the line? Right. Yeah. That was just – it was exactly – all of yeah. a, While watching it, I think everyone would agree with me that they're, like – you kind of thought that wasn't going to go in, or like the way it went in was very Gerso. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely not a player who has one of those like shallowy or Russell style finishes where it was just like that was a really good like. Yeah, because the power... defender almost stopped that. <laughs> I mean, it was like so close. Gerso has had one really good left-footed bomb. I think. I think oh, it was this year. I think. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, but that's been. When it. was that? Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't this year. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But he has some really good crosses in, in the Portland game. I mean, the one that Russell couldn't quite get his head on was an example, if you remember that one. He had a couple of really good ones. And, you know, that's improved, I think, over what he's been in the past as far as that goes. Um, one more thing for the RSL game. Um, the youth players got all the headlines, and everyone talked about that. But Amore, I, I want to talk about Emiliano Amore, who, didn't, who played very well and uh, didn't really get any attention. He kind of got washed over. I'm very pleased with him. I like that very much that we can – I feel cool resting either of our center backs at any time. I worry about his lack of speed. But, you know, he, he does things that you don't notice that much. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. clever. He's smart. But I do worry about his lack of speed. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that bad. But yeah. his going forward was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hope – oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say hopefully, you know, if he – they are resting Beasler this week, and if, say, they put in a more and it's with Oparo, luckily I think Oparo could balance them out there with the speed aspect yeah. at least. So Yeah, you know who's staying back in that pairing as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, no, Amore looked like he is good going forward. He looked like Beasler on the goal when he sent in Belmar on the, on the assist. It was just a very confident, uh, he stepped up and, Took three touches right into danger and just slid it right into a great spot. I loved that play. I loved it. And so did Ilya. Yeah, that was good. That warmed my heart. <laughs> it was they were they were all celebrating over here and Ilya just like beelined right for a more and went to go <laughs> cheer with him. It was good. I think his pedigree is showing. I mean, he played a lot of games in, mm-hmm. in Argentina. Yeah, he's a good player. He's got a good pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Excited Let's to keep see him, him in a more uh Cody's starting a GoFundMe to pay his uh, salary. <laughs> it is a loan. I don't. Yeah, he can't be that expensive. Argentinians don't like defenders anyway, so <laughs> get him. Thought that was Brazilians. Well, it's the same thing. South Americans. Tell them that. They they have the, no. I mean, they have the same philosophy when it comes to defense. Uh, I think Argentina has. A little if more I have defense. to, <laughs> that's their philosophy. All right, if I have to, somebody's got to. Okay, uh, Portland game, Thad. Give me a take, a quick take that's not tired, or I'll mute you. I don't care if it's tired. I don't care what you do. <laughs> How about that for a take? <laughs> okay, no. well, you're muted. <laughs> Shall we? He's still mute. He's trying to talk right now. And he's <laughs> okay, go ahead. Pronounce it right, Dad. Come on. Yeah, say say Shallowy's name right. Uh, are you saying it right? The second time I did. <laughs> <laughs> Shallowy. 
I don't know if I'm saying it right or not, but I'm saying it a lot closer than a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he was not bad at center forward except for the fact they couldn't get him the ball consistently in that game, and he wasn't strong enough to come get it. But it, part of that was probably that Portland stupid Christmas tree formation, four defenders, three midfielders right in front of it, the four three two one. So if They you are the at, Portland Christmas trees, I think. Yeah. So if you look at the passing map, it's like everywhere except right into that center area where Shallowee would have been where Kyrie would have went back and found the ball back in the midfield. And then made those plays to the wings where he would have caught Shallowy on a run or Russell right, <laughs> right outside on the oh. I think there's a conspiracy going on here. Team Shelton, what? <laughs> well, I was uh, I have wanted to see Shallowy at center forward for a long time. It just seems like he's a guy on our team that actually has like the instinct to score. Okay, here's where I cut in, though. This is... Well, this I, was about, is... I was about to say butt, too. But go ahead. But two. Go ahead. Go but ahead. why does it have to be that the center forward is the only one with the scoring instinct? Like Daniel Shallowy has a scoring instinct. He just isn't the best at center forward. I don't think. Like he can still have a scoring instinct and be on the wing. Like what takes that away from him? For me, he's just the most lethal we have on this team. And in theory, your striker is going to get the most looks. And in front of goal. But yes, like I said, now that we have seen it. He seems to be better suited or at least more comfortable on the wing. He is. He has said multiple times that he's more comfortable on the wing. He's not as strong as a lot of center forwards would want, you'd want him to be, at least not at this point in his career. He likes having a line over there because it's it actually – he felt uh, this was actually before last year he told me that he felt safer out there because he had the line to work with it to like nobody's, you know, they're not going to be attacking him from behind where he's like center forward. You know, you've got everybody coming from every direction kind of thing. So he's, he liked it better out there. I know he's gotten more confidence and I've asked him about that recently about having more confidence as a center forward. And he's says he's better at it now than he was. And he's okay at being there. He still prefers out wide, but uh, the team learns how to play with him, playing him the ball differently than they would Kyrie. So playing it on the ground to his feet, mm-hmm not to his head sort of thing. Right. It's probably the position that he's destined for. Winger? I think. No, center forward. See, but that's what I'm that's what I was just saying. I always thought that too, but eventually. Yeah, he's definitely Why? a few years out if he Why if he stays in MLS? I think that's your answer because MLS wingers are generally more athletic, uh faster and that's what yeah that's, that's does everybody in mls play the same system and no. have to play the same type of players no, the same exact <laughs> but this team evolves over time this is not the same team it was just a couple of years ago with as high press as physical as right. fouling and but it's not that else. much different either it's a lot more possession now than it was yeah. just but still two the or three same years the ago. wingers have to do the same job they have to be more skilled than they did before. Yeah, yeah. Before they were just whipping it into some short yeah. guy in the middle. <laughs> now they're destined to score. So destined to score. <laughs> well, what kind of bullshit phrases that? <laughs> I didn't quite mean it that way. That was just kind of the word I used. But yeah, that's their that's their job now is to be goal scorers, not just whipping it into the short guy. Well, in the I middle. think once he gets his man muscles, I think that's where he's destined to be. But. Still doesn't have the man muscles. <laughs> uh, Time think, will tell. Yeah, I don't think he's 
I don't think he's going to be required to be a center forward to be in this league for a few years. In fact, he keeps going. Well, I didn't away say that, but well, that's kind of what you're saying. <laughs> no, I didn't it? say anything about required. <laughs> so that's what he was going to be because that's that's the way MLS would be. Yeah, or yeah. his. Yeah. So I'm changing your words a little bit, but <laughs> that's why I'm changing your words to prove the wrongness of it. Hmm. My girlfriend does that too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the stat of the game is that Sporting Kansas City has now shut out Portland in five of their last six regular season visits to Providence Park. Excellent news. Except also mixed in there was the double post game, right? Mm, God. <laughs> like during that time was the double post loss in the playoffs. So. <laughs> uh, now they have a bar called the double post or something. I don't know. Yes, Screw they them. do. Yeah. And then this last game, didn't Shallowy play it right off the crossbar? I mean, like, just on the underside of the crossbar, but yeah, it right. came back yep. down but not in? Yeah. Yeah, so, how yeah. did he kick the ball up, and it came off of the post in a downward motion somehow? The crossbar. Yeah, or the crossbar, yeah. yeah. yeah it was That's because it goes looking, up and it was, comes down. It was, it was trippy looking, though. Okay. I don't think it was that trippy looking. <laughs> the camera angle was. I think it's just bad turf in Portland causes it. Any any chance to complain about their turf, I'm here for. So I just threw that in so that we could be back on the same page again. Well at least they replace their turf more often than you know that other place called Seattle, I think. And then what's that thing that they do with the tree and the the, ch- the chainsaw? We didn't give them a reason to do that, did we? No. <laughs> Like they they don't do that unless they win or score. They did at the end because it was a draw. Yeah, they I did think. it anyway for a point. That, oh yeah. my yeah. god, yeah. that's like the lamest thing I've ever heard. I know. I I, I didn't that, know that they like did that. It's such a dramatic process, and it's like Wait, if they, you're gonna do they that, they give themselves a trophy for a draw. No, no, no. They apparently they cut off a piece of the log. No, yeah. I know. I, yeah. oh, I mean, oh. I, I know the. Tr- I mean, so, I know the drill. I mean, oh, I know. And I, quite honestly, I think it's kind of cool that they do it for each goal. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. And and they give it to the goal scorer. I think that's cool. But to do it for a draw. That's like a participation trophy. I think it's cool, but also <laughs> That's Portland. But Jeez. also, like, what is where's Diego Valeri keeping all these things? How many does he have? How many goals has he scored for Portland? He, he can build his own tree. <laughs> some some of those guys were like giving them away as you know gifts and stuff, or you know to fans and stuff like that. But I've I've actually met a couple of their Charitable players things, that yeah. uh, like were having clocks made out of them, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Byron Alvarez, who played for the Comets, was with the Portland Timbers when it was in the USL, and they were doing it back then. So, I mean, this tradition is cool and, and long. So, and he had some, and he was like getting uh, clocks made out of them to give to to have in his house, and then to give to family members. Well, they did it one for one point. So, at the end of a win, they they saw three off. They do it one for every point. I don't know. I, I didn't think that. they were. I didn't I think they. That. I don't think you. I didn't think they did it for that. I mean, who do you give it to? I, I guess it was just a special occasion, drawing the it top was of the on table. Broadcast. Sporting I saw Kansas it. City. Who the hell did they give it to? I mean, I can understand giving it to the goal scorer. That's cool, but they give it to the maybe the, maybe the goalie. Yeah. If it was for oh. shutout, maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. Could be, but of course, the goalkeeper doesn't just do that. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do it for a man of the match. Yeah, but how do you decide that? I mean, we, yeah. If it was a draw and it was like and a 5-5 five, five game, there's no man of the match. You know? <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> Again, I think it's just a participation trophy up in the Pacific Northwest like, kind job, of thing. Good job, guys. <laughs> One point. You get a, 
You get a log. <laughs> Orange slices and a log. <laughs> okay, go now. Go make a clock out of it. Like, and picture this creepy room full of Ju- juice clock. boxes and toothpicks. Yep. Also, in the Portland game, Matt Beesler broke another record. He's I, maybe that's who the the. the gave it to him. They gave it to Matt Beesler. <laughs> I feel like the last five games, Matt Beesler has broken some attendance, some appearance record. Appearance, minutes, all time, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The last one was. Doesn't he still have a couple more to go though? Like, I well uh, probably, but this, this is why we need Mike Coon on. But it. he did just get uh his two hundred forty first appearance. Accurate partial information for Sporting Kansas City, and that is all time. So that's that across all competitions. Or yeah. Is that just MLS? Yeah. Okay. All time appearance leader. That's legit. The Casey kid. We need to have a podcast that just discusses whether or not he's like the greatest player for Kansas City ever because of that sort of thing. But not now. The goat. <laughs> goat discussions are very difficult. Should we talk about Dallas? The upcoming match? Eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we probably should. It no is Thursday after just, all. Like, hang out. <laughs> we'll just Thursday. hang out and talk some more. Bef- we were talking about Fifty Shades th- 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 before th- we started. Yeah. yeah. Before we go to Dallas. In in Allie mentioned it or somebody mentioned it, but all the kids playing this last week, that I don't think we we discussed it back in the Minnesota game where we had you know Kazane had to come in and get the goal and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But the Real Salt Lake game, we got Busio a start. All four homegrown players played in that game. All four were on the field at one time. The whole pro pathway part is yeah. kind yeah, of we starting to work. On that, and I thought we weren't going to talk about it because it's tired. No, that was what Allie was saying. No, we don't <laughs> listen to me. We're not. We're not not talking about. I, I mentioned. I mentioned. Cody, we're talking about it. <laughs> I'm happy for all of them. I am too. And with Busio, what's been kind of cool when he got his first minutes with Swope this year as well, got his like first assist and you know all that stuff. I remember talking to him after that game and asking him about like his nerves and things like that. So it's like he's telling me all about how yeah, you know, I was a little nervous at first, but. Just after getting in the flow of the game, it's like, okay, so he's nervous for, like, the USL Swope Park Ranger game that he's just getting in for, like, a half. And then he's now just a couple months or weeks later taking the field with the senior team and starting. Pretty cool. So The pipeline is real. It's real, and it moves fast. Like, I feel like, you know, there is some cool stuff about Lindsay and Busio, both um, some cool stats that I had read. That like a year before their first MLS starts, they had been like playing with their U like academy teams yeah. against like Salt Lake, and now they're you know taking the field for an Open Cup game yeah. just a year later, if that. Yeah, like just under a year before, uh, Busio and Lindsay were playing against the RSL academy mm-hmm. team at Children's Mercy Park. Yeah. I have photos of it, <laughs> and they actually got smoked too. They they oh they were not good in that game. The, the, the whole team, not saying right, those guys. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of funny. And then they're, here they are playing Salt Lake in Salt Lake. A latent function of calling up all of these or having these young guys come play for the first team is that that also means that there were several academy players that got to play for Swope. And that is all part of it, Cody. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been – Swope's have been using different academy players throughout the year, but now especially since Kuzain – and Lindsay have been consistently up there, uh, and Busio. Uh, there's been 
uh, Harris starting up top for a while with Belmar being gone also. Mm-hmm. He's been starting it forward. Uh, Roman Knox started the last couple games for him in uh, midfield, kind of in playing kind of that eight role, I believe, and not doing too bad. I mean, he wasn't like the stud of the game, but he wasn't doing bad, you know, having stepped up that game. Uh, a couple other guys have gotten in recently too. Uh, so they're all getting that experience, mm-hmm. and it's it's part of it. Yeah, that's a, a very important part of that pipeline because – um, Busio and Lindsay, those guys came from elsewhere to join the academy. And if we're showing our academy players that they can play their first professional game, it's wonderful. They're doing it all right. Yeah, it's it's all part of that pathway. That you know, if you're if you're in the academy and you can get time playing in, at Swell Park when you're 16, 17, 18, like Roman Knox. I mean, he's uh, he's 18, I think, and gonna go to North Carolina. That's he's already committed to him, but he. What if they offer him a contract to play for Swope next year, so he could maybe stick around and be part of that next Cousin yeah. kind of that role. So. And I think Peter's done a great job making that choice a very attractive one for some of these players. Who, it's like looking at guys like Shallowy and Cousin, and it's like, yeah, you could go to college and play there and probably set yourself back considerable amount I think that there's a lot of argument that if you choose to do that when you have an option to sign a professional contract at a club like Sporting Kansas City I think it's like a no-brainer so. yeah there's the going to college right now if you want to be a pro is probably not the right thing to do Mm-mm. if you're in a if you're in a development academy right now yeah. it's probably not the right thing to do going to a development academy that has that connection to a USL team and a MLS team is the right thing to do. Going to college is still going to be the right thing for some people. Right. Well, if you're in an academy like Sporting Kansas City's, but I'm sure there are plenty of MLS academies that are a shell of what is going on here. They're, and going a couple years to school might be the better option for them. Well, I would say no. Yes and no. You're yes. You're right that there's some of them that are shell compared to Sporting, Dallas. Like I'm just and thinking a of others. like, like DC United. There's no way that they're no. Like they're, they're they really which, getting the hate lately, are they? But <laughs> but <laughs> which really is so. a shame because they have so many good players in that area. Yeah. Okay. They should have a better academy. But the what I'm saying is that while MLS academy may not be the right thing for like half of them or a third of them may not be very good. There are actual USL teams now that are having development academies and are sponsored with, like, uh, FC St. Louis with Scott Gallagher, the development academy there. Although this is still the better option, they also have that option that they can sign with Scott Gallagher and play, or with FC St. Louis and play in the USL. You just don't have that MLS direct Okay, but isn't this conversation we're having, um, like, from the perspective of someone who's really good and they're confident that they're going to make it like if you had a son right now who was having to make this choice would you not advise him to go to school no even but like not not even i we don't even say how good he is like this is someone you're you're like what if you're doubting he could become he'll make it in major league soccer even then you're, you're you're saying go play in the usl instead of going to school i would be it's a tough thing, right? And but it's a, there's some like decision point. Okay, you're right about how good they are. But if if you think they can play in USL, there's a chance that they could play in MLS, right? I mean, 
Yes, no. I mean, maybe it's just because I never had to make the choice, but I feel like there's a difference being a career USL player and how much money you're going to make than if you're going to actually make it. Oh, absolutely. There's a difference in how much money you're going to make completely. However, in the USL, there some of the top players are going to be making really good money. Okay, not a million dollars Felipe Gutierrez money, but right. they'd be making well, and some decent is, money. This is just the shift that America needs to make in order to be at a competing level. It's like this is, you know, they need players who are going to make that decision to, you know, say no to four years of playing at a university with a coach who may be a terrible coach and is most likely not going to be a great coach and then opt to do USL and work their way up through the pipeline. You know, it's not like it's not like football where a huge part of going to the NFL draft is where you played in college. Yeah. Like America doesn't USA the, our collegiate system D1, it's not it's not the same situation. It's not like even basketball and baseball like sports like that where it's like it's really like a huge part of it's like where you go to college. You don't you don't have to go for all four, do you? No. Yeah. The New York City guy didn't. He was only there for two years, wasn't he? Espinosa didn't. If you're okay, good, yeah. Well, there's yes and no. Okay, if you're going to college, you can leave and like if uh, gen- the generation Adidas players, mm-hmm. they come out early. Okay, but they're also guaranteed money to go to school at some point. Also, that's oh. part of it. Okay, Is that what that means. That's cool. <laughs> so, but that's why there's also only a few of them each year. There's like less, it seems, I, I think there's less of them now than there was just a few years ago because there was more players in college. But now because the development academy to MLS pathway is actually happening, those players are not going to college. They're staying and trying to make it now. But what we're talking about earlier, going to us, playing USL and going to college is not mutually exclusive. I mean, yes, you may not go to, you can't go get a degree from Duke when you're playing mm-hmm. for, you know Scott Gallagher or St. Louis F- FC yeah, St. Louis. Like Phoenix and DeVry are waiting for you. <laughs> yes. Uh but the official sponsor of Major League Soccer. <laughs> but yeah. you can get a you can you can get a lot of that official sponsor work. of Shades of Blue right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. Um <laughs> but they can be getting that coursework out of the way so if they fail they can then go do something else, right? right? So uh, there's options there but I would not suggest somebody go to college if they think that they have the potential to play in MLS. And let's let's talk about this factor, you which won't. I think is huge. I don't know if the talent difference is so significant. I think the big difference is this, and Peter has spoken about this and numerous other people is, is when you're in that environment with an academy, you're learning how to be a professional. Mm-hmm. And you're being, you're witnessing professionals. You're interacting with them you train on the same place. Training train with them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a huge part of why you'd want to go into an academy instead of college to it, learn to be a professional. Well, it's not just it, well. You wouldn't go to an academy instead of go to college because it's the the age difference. Right, right, right. The development right. You know academy, what I mean. yeah. but but staying and playing with the USL team. Right, is right. The, it would be the difference of going to college. Like these development academy guys have been learning to be pros. So I mean, like Roman Knox. I mean, the guy we just mentioned that played right. for Swope last night he's already been learning that. I mean, these guys kind of already have that knowledge because they've been with the, the academy for a year or more, right? The The difference really is the amount of time you train. When you go to college, you play 
games for roughly two months. Right, that's part of being a, a professional. Is training like a professional? Yeah, and that's you what I mean. Train for like four months. Umbrella thing, yeah. right? When you're in the development academy, you play for ten months. Uh, yeah. Ten month season, you train for that time. When you go to USL, you're still uh, playing games or training for mm-hmm. like eight nine months. Professional environment, yeah. Cody's like taking pictures while I'm talking. Panoramic. <laughs> Put a story on Instagram. <laughs> so that's that's the bigger difference there. I, and you may be saying it. I'm just making it more clear, I guess. <laughs> but if you go away to college after being in that environment in the academy, you're going to lose it. You know, you're going to lose it. You're yeah. not going to have all that time for games and training and yeah. stuff like that. And and that's the difference between a kid playing for a development academy and just playing for a club team a regular club team and then playing in high school. High schools are fine, but different high schools have different levels of coaches. So maybe your kid in that's why development Academy went to 10 months and ruled out playing in, in high school because that way a kid playing for sporting can be trained all year, be getting good coaching, getting consistent coaching, being trained in different ways. They have nutritionists, they have, you know, uh, motion, running people telling you, you know, all these things of how to coach Motion and running people, <laughs> yeah, uh, trainers, you know, really now, there are good coaches in high school. There are good coaches in college. There are, but yeah. there are also horrible coaches oh, in yes. high school and well, there's horrible some bad coaches. Ones professional and it's too. just a different Montreal. level. <clears throat> it's just a different anyway. level. I mean, I, I know <laughs> players that I, guys around my age who opted to do like the academy and it's just you get a different experience like not to say that you couldn't have a great high school coach or you couldn't have a great college coach but it's like that what you said like you're just not playing or training to the level or the amount that like you're balancing in college you're balancing school and you're balancing soccer those are your two jobs they're they're training you to be a professional just in a different way they're training you to be a professional in the working world like essentially, you know, they're not teaching. Well, let's not get into that debate. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you're yeah. most, I guess, are going to school for. They're they're leaving with a degree of some sort. If they're graduating, <laughs> right. they they've got a degree that could get them a job. The, the, the hope of is that some they sort. can even go get a job. Yeah, that's the hope. Now, the player that I would say is in your academy that okay, it comes decision to make a college decision or USL or whatever is that person to me who, gosh. They've got some potential. They just haven't really grown into it yet. Maybe a change of scenery, maybe where they can go to a college team and be a leader and have to be a leader is maybe the guy that needs to go and do that. Just a thought. So are we sure we don't want to talk about the failings of the American educational system? (laughs) We almost almost got onto it there like a second ago, almost. (laughs) Oh, there's lots of of issues we can discuss. Uh, okay, Dallas, U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. Now that oh, you guys know we how we talk, feel. Oh, wait, wait, talk about what, Dallas. What, what, no, what, no, no, kidding. Uh, talk about hot. Oh, my God. They're on fire. Five, five unbeaten, or uh, five wins in a row and eight matches unbeaten. Yeah. Across all competitions. Mm-hmm. Bobbert, are you scared? Uh no, I I as I said before the show, I just hate FC Dallas with a burning passion. I, I they don't. don't scare me unless we're in Dallas. I, I don't hate Dallas. I do. I think, I think they're a good team. They I, are. I, that's part of the reason I hate them. <laughs> I I hate Seattle and Portland and RSL. Okay. All right. And I'm starting hate Atlanta, but I don't hate <laughs> Dallas. I do. 
I think it just goes with a trip to Dallas. It was just bad weather. The game kind of sucked. And yeah, I just, yeah. Had a bad feeling about them since then. But oh, Dallas pissed me off at the beginning of last year. Okay. I, I didn't really hate them before. They were just kind of like in that category of I don't like them, but I didn't hate them. But they really, really pissed me off at the beginning of last year. They were, I think, in CCL, and they brought a team up here to Kansas City that was pretty young, and they were time-wasting from the first freaking minute. <laughs> the guys were going down with cramps five minutes in, and the, the keeper was slow walking the ball over and then changing the sides of the goal in the first five minutes. That's and all the, fun. And the ref was <laughs> not punishing them for it, and they just stalled through the entire thing and pulled out a draw. I mean, I, I know that they were doing Bastards. what they thought they had to do, but I hate that kind of soccer. I think if you if you are so afraid to come into play, just don't show up. That sounds like Blas Perez, FC Dallas. And he once he <laughs> left, I my hatred for them left as well. Freaking Blas. Oh, he was the worst. But they got Mauro Diaz back now in the fold and uh, eight assists, two goals. So that, that, that does scare me, Cody. Mauro Diaz does scare me. I'm scared. I'll say it. I think looking at how Sporting won that game, uh, Open Cup at home against them last year in that quarterfinal, it's not a not a happy night for Dallas fans or players. So I think they're going to come in with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Not saying that's the only reason that I'm scared for them coming, but I think that that adds a little extra motivation on top of this already hot streak. Agree. On. Agree. I, I'm just nervous because we don't know what kind of lineup Vermees will put out or can put out. In PV, we trust, though. In PV, we trust. In terms of lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I think he understands the importance of this game. Um, but I have this question. Do you think FC Dallas takes the Open Cup as, as significantly as we do with Lamar Hunt being their owner, the Hunt family? Yeah. You think so? How many, how many have they won? That doesn't mean they don't care about it. It kind of does. They've been a good enough team that they probably should have at least – have they went to a final? I I, I really don't remember right now. So um, I don't recall they have. But Accurate partial information. <laughs> no, that wasn't even accurate. <laughs> that was just – Partial. <laughs> that was a question. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, they should be a more prominent force. They they should have been hitting a couple finals if they really took it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't know that they don't. I mean, but maybe they've just had bad luck or hit teams that took it, you know, took it seriously and also and lost those particular games. They they came with a strong lineup last year. I mm-hmm. seem to recall right, and they actually didn't even outplay Sporting most of that game, even okay. though they were man up most of it. Okay, so. FC Dallas won in 2016. Did they? Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember they so were like, like they were about to go for the treble. Pretty recent. Okay. okay. Pretty so recent. they were okay. champions, then quarterfinals. I I don't claim to have a perfect. <laughs> and then semifinals in 14, and quarterfinals again in 13. Okay. So okay. Uh, that was my question. That was how serious are they? Yeah, look at that. We so now we know. Okay. So. Stats and info over here. I came up quick. Good man. But I also think that there's a potential that both teams are going to put out their their best lineups because they both oh, I you think know they will. they're coming off of a week off. They mm-hmm. both played uh last Saturday and now they also don't play again until you know so they both have these 
you know, there are no, there's no weekday games, you know, sandwiched in between this. So I don't think that they're going to go easy with their lineups. Yeah, it'll be lit on Saturday. It's going to be a good match. <laughs> so the question with is the revenge factor and yeah yeah it's gonna be the hunt good. Factor and, and the fact that this is sporting's first time playing fc dallas this season also kind of scares me a little bit right not saying that it would be less so if they had played them already but just this is their first time playing each other this season so the only thing that they can go off of is anything that they've scouted or seen from dallas instead of you know that real time <laughs> Comparison. Well, they've had the same head coach for years, so yeah. like we have, so they, they probably know each other pretty well. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. you know, I don't think every season's be much a little different. different so, um, I think the bigger worry is just the fact that Sporting is still very knocked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all pregnant. All the players Beat are up, expecting. Maybe. <laughs> they're knocked all up. expecting. That was Felipe. I don't know about everybody else, but <laughs> Felipe's due. Knocked um, up was not the proper phrase at all. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> I just want to see if you'd catch it. Uh-huh. Speaking of Felipe, I'm I'm keeping count here. We're officially six weeks in. We're a month and a half in. Postpartum. Into the <laughs> into the two to three months that we were given okay, to so expect. Okay, so we're halfway. So we're in the first trimester, right? He he had halfway to the worst case. <laughs> and the, he had his surgery on the on May first. It was literally May first. So. And the good thing is he's starting to do a little work. So that doesn't mean he'll be back in a week, but he's starting to do some. But he should because we need him. <laughs> he's been doing him. fitness <laughs> stuff. I mean, he's I know he's been doing fitness stuff and he's been out watching training. But I know this week he actually started to do at least a little bit of stuff outside. OK, so we want to talk a lineup. What do you think Peter's going to do? I have like no idea. <laughs> well, we talked about the back line. We thought yeah. a more would be in probably for Beezer. So Beezer's uh Injury, though not serious, we don't want it to be exacerbated. Yeah, why risk it if yeah. we don't have to? Mm-hmm. And Amor can play that position. And if Amor can play, yes, that's key. Mm-hmm. Amor, so Opara. We, we talking Lindsay, Amor, Opara, Zuzi? Is Sinovic still out? Um, or is he... I would consider him questionable. I know okay. he was back to doing some training, but... um. I just don't know if he's if they would risk it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like Kyrie and uh, Johan were both back doing training, but like when I was there, they trained about half the session and then worked with a trainer for half the session. So they were in like passing drills and uh, some light scrimmage stuff, I think. But then we they went and did some more scrimmage stuff and they took out the starters and mm-hmm. so it was all the other guys. So they kind of went to the side and worked with a trainer at that point. So is Zendejas probably going to is, – is this his competition? You know, it kind of surprises me from past Burmese, but I kind of think it might be. I think it is. I'm cool with it. Roll with him. Okay, then midfield, probably um, Ilya, Roger, and whom? The only one left. Did you just say Ilya, Roger, and – oh, oh. Krause, why not? Yeah. No. Well, maybe Krause. He's returned to training. Yeah, but it will depend on whether they think he's worth risking. You know, right. Um, okay, well, then do Kuzain. If that's even a question, then. And it's it's the, one of those two. I mean, yeah, I feel right. like Kuzain. My thing with Kuzain is as long as Ilya and Roger are out there, yeah. I think that, yeah. like, it's a, 
Cuisine won't hurt us? Is that what you're saying? No, and not that I think that he would, but I just think that they guide him so much while he's out there. Like, they're constantly, you know, almost basically telling him, like, the next move to make. Or They're very, you know, good about guiding him during... Yeah, and I think it allows allows Roger to maybe, like, get into the action a little more. Which he wants it. He showed that. And Croze on the bench if we need him late for a goal, maybe. Then I want a goal from Roger on... Saturday night. That would be nice. It'd be awesome. The kind of talking about that balance with if Cousin's in there, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna do an, uh, piss off Cody here, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to the Portland game for just a second and looking at the passing patterns and stuff in that game. If you look at Lindsay and Cousin and compare it to uh, Zusi and Roger, mm-hmm. it's really very almost exactly the really? same. It looks really really close. But then you if you throw Elie into it. Also, what you'll notice something is that Ilya never played on the right side. Mm-hmm. He was always center and to the left with Kuzain. So you look at the passing and the defensive maneuvers and all that stuff. He he got his like from center to the left. So he I don't know if it's because he was supporting Kuzain a mm-hmm. little bit extra or because uh, Valeri was over there. I don't know oh, which answer yeah. to that is, but that's one of the things I noticed when I was looking at those those. Um, the charts are the heat the, maps. Heat maps, yeah. Well, uh, not the heat map, but the passing and defensive things. So, right. But yeah, in that it was like a line chart. No, when, so. were you, like when were you? When were you reading? When did you see this? You should, why didn't ago. you write an article? That is, that's like, we. That's an article. That's, that's a, a busy article. dude. It's a good question, Cody. Well, why didn't I we was, talk about this sooner? That's that's quality analysis. We're looking for <laughs> we're looking for content here. That's quality analysis. Because you're trying to rush me through the Portland game, man. <laughs> you're like it's old. No, I mean I'm saying if you, you did this, you didn't even want to talk about the Portland game. If you did this weeks ago, why didn't we talk about this weeks ago? That was just a couple days ago. That would be the one Kuzain was in. You know, that was the part of the analysis, right, Cody? I see. I okay. see. So, anyway. Now that we were giving each other shit again, yeah, we got. I was just, I was just really happy we had quality analysis. I'm gonna take that bit out, and we're gonna put it on Twitter. <laughs> I would be good impressed. idea. But anyway, that's. Um, I was talking earlier about you. Know, if you looked at the passing pattern, I actually talked about that when we were talking about the Portland game earlier. Like Shallowy was kind of on an island. There was not a lot of good quality passes in there, and he wasn't getting it. And that was, but part of all that was. Ilya was shading to the left and that whole Christmas tree thing from Portland. So I don't know if that was part of it or Shelly wasn't. They just couldn't get it to him or what, but that was all part of that. Uh, how the game went for sporting. I'm not thinking of the right word there. Well, I think one thing about this game this weekend, it's going to be more open. That's for sure. Because Dallas is going to come and play. I would agree. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe Mr. Daniel could shine a little more in this one, a little more freedom up front. He did score last time that. Yeah. So, or you know, in the Open Cup last year. So, so you're you want Shallowy to start again at center forward? I see him, Gerso, and um, Russell. Russell. Yeah. Yep. I would with Shelton on the bench if he needs if he needs to come in late or what's Rubio's status? So why are you yeah, so we're... so your team Shallowy is our center forward? What other option do we have? Belmar. Yeah, but we Kyrie? already talked about how he's Did, not the man. What? Well, he had two Kyrie, games. Kyrie Shelton, or what? What do you mean? These guys have been in for what three games in a row now. They've got a rhythm. They they've been successful. Well, actually, they it hasn't Did been the same just guys. Forget about Kyrie uh, Shelton. Two or three. Um, 
the Salt Lake game, it wasn't even finish. the same formation, remember? Yeah. yeah but it was that weird 3-5-2. Right, right, right. Because um, I actually asked Peter that the other day, what he called that formation. You know, was it a 5-3-2, a 3-5-2? And he goes, oh, it was a 5-3-2. Or you could call it a 3-5-2. <laughs> I mean, he, and he goes, yeah, I'd call it a 3-5-2. I said, well, how about a 3-5-1-1? Because they played Johnny under Delmar uh, yeah. in that game. He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, that's our that should have been the narrative this whole time of who uh, is did has Shallowy overtaken Shelton. I I'm not no. saying that. I'm no, just no. saying that recent without Kyrie in, these people have developed a bit of chemistry and they've been successful. Okay, but so so that's what I'm saying. When when would they stop doing that? It sounds like you're it sounds like you want to roll with Shallowy. <laughs> this is an open the, cup game. So okay, so it's because it's an open cup game is why you're And these guys are recovering this? still from their injuries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So much of it will depend on how they see those guys being fit. I mean, oh that's, yeah, that's just oh yeah. Um, if Kraze is fit, he probably starts over Kuzain just for because of his experience wise. Okay. Probably, probably. Um, and as much as I like Kuzain, and as much as I think he might be a player five years from now playing for Sporting and doing really well, he's not as creative right now no, as no. Kraze. Okay. A lot of his passes were not going in, um, although he's he, he's a very good passer and he's very safe right now, which I think at being a 20-year-old, he did turn 20, right? Uh, so being that young in his first games, he's being very safe. Sure, sure. And a lot of people look at him as being a 10, which he's not. Play, sporting doesn't really play with a 10. They play with a 6 and two eights. Right. So, well, it, I mean, seriously. Robert's giving me a look here. <laughs> okay. Even Felipe. Oh, I, I agree with you. Oh, I agree with you. Crase is healthy and he's ready. Put Even him in Felipe, there. I don't consider him oh, to be yeah. a 10. He's well, like I, an, agree. I agree. He's like an eight and a half. Well, let's not go there then. So. <laughs> me and Allie are over here whispering while you guys are fighting. I know. Yeah. I know you guys are. <laughs> you guys was it something good? Fighting. <laughs> no, I was trying to... I was trying to get a video of Allie on her phone while we were doing a podcast. I was yeah. reading sacrilegious tweets. I was gonna get I was gonna get evidence of a for a fine, but I didn't push the button right. You just tell me at the end of the season. Yeah, we need to start putting tally marks on there. <laughs> okay. Um is that enough for Dallas? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Where are we on time? Uh oh. Allie wants to say something. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Let's Dad was just taking a picture of Cody and I. <laughs> let's let's talk about the World Cup. Must be a good one. Let's do it. We're the United States. We got one. Hey, yeah. hey! We qualified for a World Cup. <laughs> hey, we years. don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. I mean, there's more teams coming in. If one team was going to get the automatic bid, which I don't think is going to be the case, but if one team was getting the automatic bid, it would be the team, the country with You're probably 60 right. matches and, as opposed to 10 for the other two. But part of me says, damn it, I want us to earn it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm very confident about the... So Germany failed to make a World Cup, forgetting which World Cup, but two World Cups later was when they won, and they've been dominant ever since. And so <laughs> I'm choosing... To okay, look on the bright side. The yeah, bright side, the positive I'm, I'm side. an optimist. The glass is half full. All right, we have we have two two World Cup cycles to figure, figure out. this out <laughs> and usher in a and new hey, age. We just drew France, and then we can win it on our home soil. Wow. 
That would be that so would be grand. <laughs> no, eight I, years from now. Yeah, how old will? I, I hope I survive that long. How old will uh, Pulisic be? However you say his name, is that, oh, that a fine? That's a fine, I think. <laughs> Pulisic. Christian. Um, how old right. is he now? 19? Is he 19? So he'll be 27. He'll be in his prime. Well, we see Gianluca Busio out there. That's all I don't know. Busio and... I really don't think he's in the conversation. But... Why not? Have you seen his name in the conversations? Yes. You yeah. Have? Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't. definitely. Okay. He's... Do we see him right now in the conversations for being in the World Cup eight years from now? Not exactly. Okay, well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> but are we seeing him in the conversations for being the best 15-year-old in yeah. the country? Yes. Okay. When and, he was he'll 15. Be, and he'll be playing in front of EPB anchoring the back line. Hey, I saw him today. <laughs> he was at my yeah. work. Yeah. What was he What was he getting? Uh, I didn't check him out. He was next to me. I just said, hey, Eric, how's it going? You know? Yeah, so. Sounds like you were checking him out. <laughs> In different ways. Not that way. <laughs> I saw a really good video of him with Tyler Adams and CCV, Cameron Carter Vickers, and like all these oh, other wow. young guys. And they were, it was just very endearing. All these, they were just like kids talking shit on each other. And like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was very endearing. I'm happy for EPB. That was good to see him get those minutes. It's a good guy. So, so Cody, and, I know you like really follow the, the national team, the U.S. team. How do you think the young version of the the Yanks did in this last? I liked set? it very much. I don't uh, that the reason I like it. I'm not saying I like it because it was a huge, wonderful performance from this team, but it I like it because it was an American team. It felt like uh, they they were doing what was always difficult about American teams, like. They might not be better than whoever they're playing, but they're tough and hard to play against, and they're gritty, and they can get results. They make it difficult for another team, and it felt like felt like the Yanks again. I would agree, and they did show moments of being really good at times too. Yeah. Moments, and you could see flashes from these guys who are all pretty young. So, like when they played, uh, uh, what was the first game? Bolivia. Yeah, that was like their third team or something. So everybody's like, "Oh, big deal! They beat Bolivia, but whatever." And then they lost in Ireland, but we've. U.S. has never, like, did well there. And then tied France, right, in France. So, you know, team going to the World Cup. It's, you know, and they're, it's their their main team when they're just doing a tune-up. So, I mean, I know it's not 100% serious because it's a f- semi-friendly, but they still played fairly well there. They got outplayed, but they played well considering that they were all the 23 and under. And it's basically a U23 team with a couple of old guys thrown in. Yeah, and that – experience that one game is just I feel like did so much for all these young guys it, it was a long it was a good 90 minutes that'll go a long ways for all of them but just just think how many guys like with some local ties you know could be in there EPB Busio Lindsay or you know because he's yeah. played with the U20s and stuff uh Josh Sargent who's the St. Louis oh, guy yeah. another one who who yeah <laughs> uh, another ginger what up <laughs> <laughs> another St. Louis all right. You breed them well. Okay. Seems Bring like up. there was something else we were supposed to talk about. I had something I was about to say, and then I lost it. Do we it. think Kansas City will get a, be able to host? So I saw someone shitting on the on the idea that we were going to get one on Twitter today. And he was saying that there's not enough hotels. Is that a real thing in Kansas if City? If that's a problem, I will start building some well, That's tomorrow. in the middle of changing big time right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's... If you were going to do it today, no. I mean, it, it would be tight. It would be less than what they want. 
mm-hmm. but there's like I, don't, I I forget how many number because like Sly A. James I know his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what he said at the presser. Uh, but there's like some hundreds and hundreds of hotel rooms under construction right now and downtown um, too i mean just seeing i where i work we share a space with an architecture firm and i've talked to some of them about projects that they're involved in that are you know five years out three right. years out even more that are you know bolstering the downtown and surrounding like it's gonna be i don't think that'll be an issue no not at all and quite honestly if if i was going to a world cup i wouldn't need a hotel room downtown i mean you know what i mean I would stay in Olathe or yeah. Or Olathe is a long ways away from the stadium. But. <laughs> yeah, but so what? I mean, if you've traveled from Germany to come see your guys play against Egypt yeah. at Arrowhead, yeah. you're already you know so far into it, and we got Ubers and all that stuff. So I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah, but that's why I also said that we need to find out how to get the people there without a car. So that part of it needs to improve speaking of what up kansas city i just turned in my streetcar ballot this week mm-hmm. and i bet i'm one of like maybe a hundred people in the entire city that did it it's really sad <laughs> where the way our government works and our voting process works is very disheartening we can I discuss get... that democracy process later okay fine Education system. Um, yeah, we, politics. we, we, we we're going to go from a soccer show to a <laughs> politics and uh, solving and world policy. hunger kind of show. Let's talk about it. You're joking, but that is actually the show that I want to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's start one of those. Also, I'll I'll come in and be your counterpart on every single op- okay. subject. Okay. All right. We gotta make. So, we need to start making some people mad. We're too logical and rational around <laughs> here, and well-rounded. Going back to question earlier was, will U.S. be an automatic qualifier for it? I would say yes, because when they go to 48 teams, right. they've already talked about CONCACAF getting six bids out wow. of the 48. Um, so that was one. Of, I don't know if that's a final plan or just the plan that was put up there, but if CONCACAF gets six, they will sh- almost surely give Canada, U.S., and Mexico the automatics. I mean, how could they the not, next three. really? How could they not? The only time that a multiple country has hosted, they gave them both so automatic South bids. Korea, South Korea and Japan, yeah. Right. So they both gave them both automatic bids. Right. I mean, you're, you're hosting, but you're you're not in it? I mean, how shitty would that feel? Yeah, they would. <laughs> they could not do that. I mean, yeah. they just couldn't. I mean, I know FIFA, but that would be just not happening. So I would... If, especially with it being the 48 teams and CONCACAF, I think, getting six out of it, you, you're still going to get Honduras, Panama, and Costa Rica or whoever in there, right? What about this? If I was Mexico, I'd be so pissed because quarterfinals on are all in the U.S. If I was Mexico, I would not be happy about that. It's not surprising, though. It's not, but if I was Mexico, I'd still be pissed. <laughs> Well, a lot of their fans were. I mean, there was yeah. people in Mexico calling for the them to, to not vote for it. But, uh-huh, yeah. Um, reality is if they'll probably – the finals and stuff will probably be in places where it will be very easy for Mexico to travel to. They're not going to worry about Canada because let's be real. <laughs> um, Canada knows their place. <laughs> this, this is their chance to actually be in a World Cup again. Right. even if right. it's six, six slots, they're probably not making it. <laughs> um, Ouch. Okay, maybe, th- maybe they can change in eight years, but this World Cup started today. Well, they're going to listen to this tomorrow morning, so began yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Who is everyone picking? Thad and I are in the league that I created for our predictions, and 
Bob and Allie both forgot to turn in their picks. They just did life, care. man. <laughs> so who are you picking? I I really don't know enough to guess. I don't like to guess. Just I I like to be knowledgeable, and you know I haven't been in the NCAA pool for eons because I don't follow it anymore. Last time I was in it, I won it because I knew stuff. Right now, I don't know enough about the teams to make a guess. <laughs> Sadly, who would you who would you root for since the U.S. is not in it? The white and sky blue, baby. Viva la Albi Celeste. I would have to agree. Yeah. I think I picked Argentina to actually win it. I'd like to see Messi go out. On I want to see it so bad. Yeah. So bad. I can't <laughs> even tell you. I will cry real man tears if he wins the World Cup. I hope, um, you know, Portugal is out as soon as they can be out. But Messi, I want to see win it. Yeah, I would. I will be rooting against Portugal in almost every <laughs> moment. But what what about the craziness with Spain too? Firing the coach like yeah, man. Yeah. two oh days gosh. before they play. All and it, this has got to be so weird too because he gets hired by Real Madrid. He doesn't tell the F- Spanish Federation that he's being hired until ten minutes before. Yeah, I I don't blame them. Like it was shady the way he handled that. I don't I don't blame the I, I don't blame him for being mad. But at the same time. How many Real Madrid players are on Spain? Yeah, that's right? why I didn't think it was a big deal. And then, so now they're going to be mad at their coach for having got fired and left them in you know a bad spot. Because even if they a new coach take the new coach is great, but that's still in a bad spot, right? Right. So now they're going to be mad at their coach that's taken over their club team. Yeah, Spain went into the last World Cup with a lot of controversy. From everyone was mad at them for the Diego Costa switch, and now they're doing it again. Just gotta so, keep the storylines consistent. I've, I've <laughs> throughout picked, the years. I can't remember how I picked Spain, but I picked them to do pretty well in the in the pool and the. They're just too talented group. to. But not. I think I would have probably dropped them a little bit if I had picked after that happened. You could have changed. I did. I did not care enough to go do it. I'm just saying <laughs> I would have, but I didn't. Who'd you pick as top scorer? That short Argentinian guy. Ah, Sergio. <laughs> me too. Dang, our brackets are going to be like the same. Sergio, Sergio. Aguero. <laughs> That's not who we. Oh, meant. you're the little Argentinian. Is the one? Who, okay, okay. <laughs> I just got excited. You said Argentinian. And and how come I just can't root for England? What is the deal with that? The English don't even root for England. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is true. <laughs> well, no, I mean really. I know a lot of you know. It's like a lot of people like to think that everybody hates America, but that's pretty much how England's been forever. I mean they. Yeah. Uh, I've met so many English guys who blamed England for starting every war in the world. Okay, <laughs> the, everything bad in the world that ever happened it was because England either did it, started it, had the idea for it, or advised it. Mm. Well, they did start America, so <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely to blame for a lot. <laughs> so my my wife is part English, and I always tell her that when we fight, it's because every single bloodline I've ever had has fought with England. <laughs> Gotcha. I feel like this isn't between us anymore. It's between Irish, our Scottish, ancestors. German, Italian, <laughs> French. No, well, they'll be the English will be a fun team to watch, but they're also pretty young and and it's England. They just always no one has any faith in them. They always they always let people down. So I'm they'll I have look no really reason good to, until they bomb. <laughs> they look good until they don't. Or run into Argentina because they always do. It seems. Or Germany. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I just met a English guy the other day who he's a agent actually and he was talking about how he was in the english army and fought in argentina and he hates argentinians <laughs> the falkland island war by chance yes there you go history knowledge mm-hmm. 
Very good. So yes, he he fought in the Falklands. And okay. He's hated Argentinians ever since. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't represent any? No. Okay. Any final thoughts? Allie hasn't had any thoughts this I, whole time, so I'm assuming last, she's like, done. I, I'm not gonna lie, the last 15 minutes, I just I can throw out a bomb. Can. You want me to throw out a bomb? Yeah. Since Allie's not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Would it be better for us to lose Saturday night to have a better chance for the supporters? She no, no, nope, no. no. Okay. All right. I this is actually an article that I would like to write, but I probably won't get it done before the Dallas game, so I'll try to do it after if they win. But here's why I would like them to actually – a lot of years I, I want them to focus on MLS Cup as much, if not more, than the Open Cup. But this year I actually have completely changed my mind and want them to focus on the Open Cup more than even the MLS Cup. Why? Why? Now, you didn't say anything about Supporters' Shield there. I don't have any faith in that anyway, Supporters' Shield. We had that discussion earlier in the year that, you know, are they going to win the Supporters' Shield? I was the one that said no, remember? Okay. All right. So, so carry on. I think that was it because we're why not going to win the supporters cup better, no, bigger no. than MLS cup. Why? Because I want to be the first MLS team to win five and be the, there's two uh, old teams that have won five open cups. And I would like to be the first MLS team to do so. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That's but fair. eh, eh, <laughs> So Cody, supporter That's, shield. Um, well, no, what, I mean, what are you, what are you talking I just about? don't buy into the idea that it's gonna really like hinder the team to play. Like, what is it? Three more games this year if okay. they if they keep winning. Yeah. Is it quarterfinals after this? I, yeah, I just don't buy that it's gonna like really hurt them. So. I know that if they win, this especially game, with as deep as we are this year, we are a deeper team. Mm-hmm. Only if they're not injured. And right, and, good point. Well, and, well, okay, wouldn't Felipe Gutierrez coming back kind of line up with the Open Cup final? Like, would it, or would he still be out? See, Senorita. I'm looking at the Montreal game in the, like, last day of June as as when I want him back. That's a home game? What, you want to give him an easy game? No. (laughs) Is it Montreal turf? It's uh, a... Really not. Oh. No, that's a grass. a grass, okay. June. That's pretty soon. Well, they said said two to three months, and it's been a month and a half. (laughs) Two more weeks. (laughs) Sometimes he's it being feels optimistic. Like it's by... optimistic. Glass his, half his, full. He his said his operation was the very beginning of May, like third of May. No, it was it was May first. I looked it up. So, Look, Uno right de Mayo. May first. Uno de Mayo. <laughs> I mean, I know if Sporting wins this game, that the ne- the next two Open Cup matches, if they were to advance further, would be like their schedules would get tighter. But it's like like Cody said, it's like okay. That's two games. It's two extra games, and when it's over, you won the Open Cup. So it's like. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. Be serious and yeah, go for it. Take, I'm, yeah, we've got I'm, I'm here for it. All these, all these youth, it's, it's rolling. Let, let's just we keep rolling with it. Okay. Get yeah. them out I, I'm in. I don't think it hampers MLS Cup. I think it hampers Supporter Shield because you are more likely to not do as well in the games before and after those particular mm-hmm. games. Okay, just either congestion, a little bit of fatigue, or an injury, or right. resting a player, or whatever. You're a little bit less likely to. But again, I'm less. I would love to win a supporter shield. I mean, because sporting hasn't done that since 2000, right? I know, and it's a weak. the The West seems weak this year, and it seems like we could do it. It's the best chance they've had in a while. While all the Eastern teams, while better 
than the West while they all beat each other up. In theory, one Not good, knock each other up. One, right, <laughs> right. one good team from the West should be able to slide in there. Yeah. Well, let's turn it down a notch. That's we how the Red still Bulls... need to get home playoff game. And, you know, I don't think winning the Open Cup will destroy that this year with the depth we have and the weakness of the conference. But that is the risk, is that you're going to knock yourself down in positions. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because of congestion, fatigue, injuries, right. et cetera. Yeah. yeah, I don't buy it. Okay. Two more games, and we're playing with young guys. And the MV, and again, I can't. I, I want to say this every other sentence, and it's all without the MVP. Okay. Felipe. <laughs> Thanks okay. for that confirmation, Ali. I know that just looked like. I wanted to. Be, I know. I know. I you guys are it. just gonna fight about it. That flashes. He was gonna say what? Kyrie in this. <laughs> what? What do I do? You like as the as the. Producer and the host of the show, you look around the to the faces of those in the studio to give you something back, and Thad just looks at me with weird faces all the time, confused faces when he knows what I'm talking about. I know I'm trying to get you to react. He does that to me too. Does <laughs> <laughs> he do it to everybody? Some rally. I think you his, and me. His set Let's... face is just a confused face. No, there it it, is. It's, <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's the devil's advocate. He said it himself. The devil's advocate. This this show would be crap if we all agreed, right? True. Yeah, and, you're wrong. And, <laughs> and I'm trying to get you to validate some of those positions. That's why I'll go, huh? Like what? So. Okay. We're supposed That's what to he tells his wife too when he's really not listening to her. <laughs> yeah. What? He's like he's like, You're English and I'm just trying to validate your position. <laughs> Damn English woman. <laughs> yeah, she's part Scottish. So she doesn't listen to this, does she? No. Uh, okay. I will tell I tell her everything though. I I am as honest as possible a person as a husband, but I have always told her also, if you ask any question, I will answer it, but make damn sure you want an actual exactly. answer before you <laughs> ask it. If you say, "Honey, did you ever?" make sure you actually want to know that. Don't <laughs> expect me to lie to you to save your No. Okay, ending on Thad's rant about marriage. <laughs> It's not a rant about marriage. That's honesty, baby. I'm making change. We've got um, we've got a year, a year, my... a year. We have a week to get another podcast in. I'm not gonna promise one this time because I lied last time. But you're not gonna promise. No promise. Well, we've got a week to do it. We'll figure it out. Even we if it's will. not the the starting four. Come hell or high water, we will get you a podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> we looked at, again I look at that for something and he just stares back at me you, quality radio did you something want me to prophetic. say something say something prophetic Thad <laughs> a spot on impression of me thank you for that Allie Thad say something prophetic Allie's way smarter than you <laughs> that's not very that prophetic that is something I'm totally clipping and putting in my sizzle reel <laughs> it wasn't prophetic it was very obvious but <laughs> Okay. All right. Today so no- I was definitely not smarter than anyone in this room. <laughs> no, you still have- were. Oh. I'm kidding. Okay. Cody and I actually agree on a lot of things, right, Cody? Yeah, we agree on the macro, disagree on the micro. So, and by the way, if you have any suggestions on what we can do better, plus, write them <laughs> down, throw it away. I don't care. And hey, I played indoor soccer last week for the first time in 
years. Anybody has any remedies for calf cramps? Let me know. <laughs> he was limping in the studio tonight. <laughs> Water and bananas. Somebody told me magnesium. I was like, what? Maybe. Uh, isn't that in bananas? Potassium, potassium. is. Potassium. potassium. Isn't there magnesium sure in there too? Magnesium uh, probably. In there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, we'll look yeah. that up also. Bob will be eating a lot of bananas tonight, and we will be getting ready for Saturday. Oh, should we tell? I think I'm going to Five Guys, actually. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Um, if you are if you're a tailgater, let us know that you are going to be tailgating. Allie and I are going to try something. Yeah, a special. So comment if you have a tailgate spot, and we're not going to leak any other. Except that you should bring, like, at least two extra beers. <laughs> at least. Guess okay. Dad and I can't get in on this. No, you cannot. <laughs> okay, until next week. Go sporting. Go sporting. What? <laughs> Don't seem so tough. And three on goals ain't all that rough. A skipper has just been sent off. Some part of strong evolved on soft fight, but but Anything to shake this for I-